Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Some rough economic numbers today will tell you what they are and what it means going forward. China and the World Health Organization. 
An ugly marriage there and a medical staff keeping things light. And we all need a little light right now. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Well, that's week number two of a distinction I hoped we would never get to before. That's week number two of over 6 million unemployment claims. You remember where we were two weeks ago when we rolled out 3.2 million unemployment claims? And they were stunned. I mean, I should say the experts were stunned. I wasn't stunned. It's exactly what I told you was coming. Then over 6 million again last week. Now over 6 million again this week. And we are rapidly getting to a situation that is, I mean, there's no positive way to spin that. It's a disaster. I saw there was an article today talking about how this is, this is, this seems worse than the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009. Well, gee, do you think? I, I, the, let me try to put this in a way that the experts will understand, even though I know you already understand it. During the recession of 2007 to 2009, even during the Great Depression, there were outside factors that caused a severe economic downturn. In 2007 to 2009, we had a financial bubble burst. So it caused all kinds of dislocation in the markets because this huge financial bubble burst. But, and this is a big but, it didn't force everybody to stop in place. As long as everybody's still moving, as long as you have a, a community, a country of 330 million people, yes, they're going to hurt. Yes, you're going to have to make adjustments, but they're going to bounce around. Meaning when you have Gus's hardware shop here on the corner and the financial bubble somehow costs him his shop, which is terrible, there's still another guy somewhere in town who things are actually going really well for him. And he was looking up, he was looking at a new location to open up Sam's hardware shop. And so he moves right into Gus's, employs some of the same people, keeps some money flowing throughout society. When you have a recession, it gives people an opportunity to move around. It's ugly. You don't want one, but people are still moving, using their brains, thinking of different ways they can make money, and in so doing, spread that money around society as they hire people, as they spend money. That's how it works. That is nothing, nothing like we're doing right now, and this is why articles like that bother me. You're making false comparisons. You're acting like there's somehow a precedent for what we're doing now. There is no precedent for any government at any point in the history of the world, for a government pointing to an entire country and saying, stop. No, 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 I didn't say slow down. I said, stop. Get back in your apartment. Well, uh, wait, can I, can I go down and, and open up my business for the day and maybe get, nope, that door stays closed. But what if I, nope, if you even try to open that door, I will turn off your water. I will turn off your, your power. I will have you arrested. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, can I at least, can I at least go to the park with my family? I'll call the police. I will call the police if I see you out and about. In fact, we have our cops patrolling the city, looking for anybody, even driving around by themselves. And if they find you, you better have your papers on you or it's jail time for you. That's not something we've seen before. It's just not. We have ordered the entirety of our society to put on concrete shoes. 
they can't adjust. They can't move. There's nobody sitting on a pile of capital right now because, well, yeah, his business went bad, but my business is doing great. I think I'll open up a second look. There's no movement. When you take huge parts of your economy and you order them to stop in place, you don't give yourself an opportunity to adjust, which is why the previous record for unemployment was under 700,000 as far as one week goes. And we, we tallied a 3.2 million and then broke it the next week. And then we have another 6 million this week. And I have news for you. And I know it's bad news, but I'm here to give you the truth. It's going to be another 6 million next week. Because what you see happening right now is businesses across the country, even the well-run businesses across the country, they're starting to lose their capital. There is always a time limit. Every business, large and small, the small ones more so, but every business, large and small, has a time limit on how long they can go with zero revenue or severely reduced revenue. And that time is up at some point in time for everybody. Maybe you had a week. Maybe you were banking on a big order that got canceled and that finished you. Maybe you were super financially solid. I've told you this story before about, you know, guy I know, super financially solid, super well-run business. He said, our revenues are at zero. We have a month and everybody's gone. The clock is ticking. And I don't know why this has become so difficult for supposedly some of the smartest people in the country to understand. The clock is ticking. And so many of these businesses, they're arguing that it's 25% right now. I would argue it's higher, but even if it's just that, they're arguing 25% of these small businesses are closing permanently. And again, allow me to explain. If I run a small business, I sell, uh, I sell tires. I got my own little tire shop, Jesse Kelly's Tire Shop, and I crank out tires. I have, well, only so much capital I have to lay off employees if nobody's allowed to come buy tires. Even then, I have utilities to pay. I have rent to pay. I have insurance to pay. I have taxes to pay. I have all these expenses. Once all my money's gone, and once my borrowing power is gone, I have to do that thing called bankruptcy. And when I go bankrupt, a month from now, when you say, hey, Jesse, go ahead, open up the tire shop again. We're good. I say, with what? I don't have any money. I declared bankruptcy. And now when I walk down to the local bank and say, hey, Tim the banker, I'd like, I'd like a loan to open my business again. He's going to say, sure, what's your credit score? And I'm going to be all, yeah, about that. Uh, I just declared bankruptcy. And he's going to say, sorry, Jesse. I'll see you in 10 years when you build it back up. It's where we are. Speaking of uh, social distancing, Take a look at this unemployment line. Remember who's been telling you that depressions are bad for social distancing? It's not just the Hoovervilles that come later. That is the unemployment line in Florida as we speak. That's happening now. Again, so when you hear all these people say, well, I hope by the end of April, I'm optimistic. How is that optimistic? End of April is not optimistic. That's ugly. And these people who talk about longer, 14 to 18 months, they've gone beyond bad thinking. Those people are insane. Here's Cuomo. We're also going to make an additional $600, $600 payment to all unemployed New Yorkers. The federal government uh, says they will reimburse us for it, but people need money now in their pocket. 
so New York will be doing that immediately. We're also extending the period covered by unemployment benefits for an additional 13 weeks, goes from 26 weeks to 39 weeks, so that should be a relief. Woo! We're saved! They're handing out government checks now, and now we're saved, except, well, New York can't print money. They're not the feds. Unemployment money that they're giving away doesn't just appear out of nowhere. It comes from the state budget. It comes from tax revenue. It comes from tax revenue that has been slaughtered by our reaction to this virus. So where's that money coming from? Oh, there'll be some from the feds. They've already announced they're printing another $2 trillion. What did I tell you was going to happen? Well, someone's stuck up on ink. Let's get to the printing presses. But this is going to blow out every budget deficit you have ever seen. Why? Because, again, this is not a 2007 to 2009 recession. This is not something we've seen before. Oh, and speaking of those unemployment benefits, they're going to help everybody, right? Well, listen, listen to how it helped this lady. All specialists are busy with other customers. You must call back this week. I've done that 50 times every day for two weeks. Yeah. She's not alone because my inbox is filled with people writing me, begging me to help, tell, asking me what they can do. I just got hung up on Jesse. I'm filing for unemployment. They said I don't qualify, and I know I do, but... And you know what? For once, I'm not even ripping on the state unemployment offices. I mean, it's government. Yes, it's inefficient. They were never built to withstand this. Remember Cuomo that one week came out and said, well, the previous record for New York was 50,000. We had 1.2 million last week. There's not, there's not a precedent. There's not, there aren't enough resources in the world to withstand that kind of barrage. It's like putting on a bulletproof vest and getting hit by a nuclear bomb. What difference does it make? We're entering uncharted waters, people. Uncharted waters. And instead of putting up Facebook posts screaming about your neighbors who got caught closer than six feet away, what you need to start doing is writing your mayor, your congressman, your governor, your state house, your state senator, maybe even your president, and saying, uh, we're out of money. Help. Here's the legendary John Taffer. They're getting compensation now for employees, rent, and utilities, of course, through the government programs. But it, there is no provision of opening yet. And, for example, when a restaurant opens, they're going to have to spread their seating to create more social distancing within the restaurant. Ainsley, that'll drop capacity of that restaurant 40, 50, even 60 percent based upon the floor plan. So they have a much smaller restaurant to deal with now in size. So they're going to hire less employees because they have less customers. So that's what scares me. And the restaurant industry, they can't reopen without inventory. And there's no government program right now to facilitate inventory because all the refrigerators are empty. If they don't fill those refrigerators and 40% of these restaurants don't open, farmers don't get those orders. Food manufacturers, distributors don't get those orders. There is a real supply chain impact if these restaurants don't reopen. Gee, who's been warning about that? I certainly don't want to take any credit for it. It's exactly what I told you was going to come. And by the way, those chains he was talking about, it goes on and on and on down the line. All those restaurants you've seen closing, 
And all those idiots you've seen on TV say, well, it's a pause. Oh, they're going to open back up again when we open. No, they won't. Oh, did I mention, do you know the margins that restaurants run on? No, I'm not talking about Applebee's with 9 million locations. Do you know all the local restaurants you love? You know the margins they run on? I mean, shoot, even the big chains too. It's not very much. And like he just said, now you're going to force them to operate at half capacity? I've known several restaurant owners in my life who will tell me, look, we don't even make money on the food. All the money we make for a month is made on Friday and Saturday night on the drink orders. We just hope we break even on everything else. Now you point your finger at that guy and say, all right, you're allowed half your tables. He's gone. He's gone. And that sucks. Mitch McConnell has a plan. Well, the Senate has some kind of a plan. $250 billion worth, that's what they're trying to pass for small businesses. His quote is, my colleagues must not treat working Americans as political hostages. This does not have to be, nor should it be, contentious. Please do not block emergency aid you do not even oppose just because you want something more. Nancy Pelosi responded with, well, this dribble. People who are underbanked or unserved on that basis. Uh, they don't have banking relationships sophisticated in a way that others do. So if we said for the next 250, we really need to have a, a percentage of that, just $60 billion, that would go to something called a, a community development a financial institution. Hmm. People who don't have normal relationships with banks? Community development financial institution? Well, who could that be? I mean, I'm, tr I'm thinking about it. What kind of a business wouldn't have any relationship with a bank? I've been around in my whole life. I've told you about it. I know several right now, and they all have a relationship with a bank. I mean, except for the illegal ones. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We got a long show for you. Hang on. It's time we all acknowledge something. Look, we all do this thing. I do it. You do it. In various ways, we all lie to ourselves to make ourselves feel better about things, to, to cope, to get by. We don't want to acknowledge that every time we hop out on the highway, it's dangerous out there. We just want to put on the cruise control and get to work. We tell ourselves these little lies all the time. It's how we get by. And one of the little lies America as a whole has told itself for far, far too long is that we are not at war with China. Just because the nuclear weapons aren't passing each other in the sky over the Pacific Ocean does not mean we are not at war with China. Does not mean we are not. I don't think you're supposed to say that. Whatever, I'm going with it. We are at war with China. They are open about it. You've heard the great Dave Bratt talk about it endlessly on this show. They actually have published papers stating that we are. Now, look, you can think that you aren't, but China is. China admits to being at war with us. And my great concern, my great concern, is that we are going to finish this whole disaster. And we're going to have, what, 100,000? 150,000 people dead worldwide? That's a lot. We're going to have trillions in economic damage, trillions of dollars wiped off the books. 
we're going to have, forgetting about other nations, just Americans, millions, millions whose lives will be altered, some permanently in a negative way because of all this. My concern is we are going to finish all this and try to get back to business as it was instead of addressing a severe, severe problem. Let's be honest about what happened. I don't know how this virus got out of China. I don't know if it was, as some have claimed, a bioweapons lab accidental leak. I don't know if it was a bioweapons lab clean leak or, or, or leak on purpose. I don't know if it was somebody eating a raw bat at a wet market. I don't know. You don't know. We may never know because Congress or Con- China is such a secretive communist organization. Well, I guess Congress is too. I'll quit. Stop. We may never know. But I do know this. China covered it up. China lied. China lied. And many, many people have died because of their lies. Plus, China buying up masks, buying up ventilators so other people can't. A virus spreads throughout Italy, wiping out thousands of people there. And China forces Italy to buy Chinese products to help fight it. China is a bad, evil country. And it's time we just be frank about that and we stop trying to get back to business as it was and we start trying to address the root cause of this problem. At least we have President Trump there and here's Vice President Pence talking about the World Health Organization and the fact that they seem to be buddy-buddy with China, yet another person beholden to China. You know this is a president who believes in accountability and uh, the, the American taxpayers provide tens of millions of dollars to the World Health Organization. As the president said yesterday, I expect we'll continue to do that. But that doesn't mean that at the right time in the future, we aren't going to ask the tough questions about uh, how the World Health Organization could have been uh, so wrong. I mean, literally at the time that President Trump stood up the White House Coronavirus Task Force in January and suspended all travel from China, just days before that, the World Health Organization was continuing to, uh, to diminish the threat of the coronavirus and its impact uh, in China. We'll get to the answers of that, and uh, we'll create accountability just like the American people would want us to do. Let's hope we do. I hope Vice President Pence there speaks the truth. And the truth is this, and this is what kind of hurts. It can't just be us. It can't be every other country in the world saying, well, I'm really mad at China, but I mean, they do sell us some cheap stuff. It has to be a global effort or it'll all be for naught. That's just the ugly truth of it. And you remember China being at war with us, how that's a fact? They're also stealing our data. One of our highest priorities in the counterintelligence realm, counterespionage realm, and protection of trade secrets is our activities directed to defend against the Chinese. The Chinese are engaged in a full-court blitzkrieg uh, of stealing American technology, trying to influence our our political system, uh, trying to uh, steal uh, secrets uh, at our research universities and so forth. uh, we are focused like, uh, on it. We have something we call the China Initiative. We've brought a lot of indictments, but it's something that we also have to expose by letting the business community understand exactly the nature of the threat. Hmm. That doesn't sound like somebody who's just, you know, a partner. Sure, there's some tension there. People, we are at war. Stop lying to yourself. We are. 
Let us hope this is a sea change so that we can get something good out of this whole disaster. Well, the important thing to remember is the Pope is all over it. Pope Francis says, I believe we have to slow down our rate of production and consumption and, learn, and to learn to understand and contemplate the natural world. We need to reconnect with our real surroundings. This is the opportunity for conversion. Okay. We have a father heading on down to go play softball with his family. This father was placed in handcuffs. I'm not making this up. He didn't organize a church service. He didn't tell 20 people in the neighborhood, hey, let's all get together and cough in each other's mouths. He went down to the park to play softball with his daughter, and the police showed up and placed him in handcuffs in front of his daughter. That didn't happen in China. That didn't happen in Russia. That is in the United States of America. That is in the United States of America in front of his daughter. Oh, but look, it, it gets worse from there. We have become a society of tyrant snitches who scream at each other and put posts up on Facebook and call the cops when we see people standing too close to each other or... In the case of this doctor, he just flat out assaulted him. Look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this absolute psychopath. Throwing people out of the way for not social distancing enough. Oh, oh we still have the grand finale coming, don't we? Look at this. Choking somebody for not social distancing enough. <laughs> this virus has turned us into something I prayed we never would. Maybe I was wrong. Talk to Ken the court in a second. Hang on. Joining me now to talk about this madness that's happening in the country is Ken LaCourt of the Court News. Ken, before we get to anything else of doctors choking people and neighbors snitching on each other and in America, I frankly don't recognize. Obviously, the big story of the day is the unemployment numbers. This is surprising to every idiot out there in the various levels of government. It's not in the very least surprising to me. I've been predicting this the whole time. We have a 17 million. Everybody with a brain knows that number is actually low. Ken, man, we don't have to the end of April, right? Well, um, look, a lot of businesses are, uh, I, I, a lot of businesses, if they don't get either some help from the government or, and, and that might be in some of the cash that's coming, or if they don't get to start opening some things up, they're going to be gone forever at, at the end of this. Um, look, I still think the fundamental parts of our economy are strong. Um, stock market is doing better than one would expect. I mean, you know, we basically told everybody to stay home and stop working and stay home. And if you can work out of your home, great. Stock market's down about 20% off its off of its high. I mean, it's it, it dropped closer to 40% and it's clawed back a good chunk of that. But um, I think America can get back up and running pretty good unless this thing lasts too much, too much longer. And, uh, and I suspect that 
there will be increasing pressure on 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 politicians to 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 open that up once you see the death rates coming down they're still going up but the the infection rates are or the new infections are are starting to 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 flatten off and 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 they will hopefully be dropping soon but of course anything the president does on that he'll be accused of being a murderer so he's going to have to put that calculus in because the media is in lockstep with their messaging and their messaging is everything that you do is wrong so so the second that he yeah. says one person can go go back to to work it's he has blood on his hands so he's gonna have to deal with that but he can't speaking of what he has to deal with let's go political ramifications just for a moment before we get back to all this look Ken, i'm not gonna lie to you i do not have faith that the economy comes roaring back i just i, I mean we already have estimates out there 25 percent of small businesses are gone for good if this goes four to eight weeks which it looks like it's going to I, I, I look we're going to come back at some point at some point in the future and some of it's obviously going to come back right away but we are going to see an economic contraction which means we are going to see high unemployment and as much as i love the president much as i'm going to vote for him again that does not speak well for a re-election campaign well it depends on the other hand if look if 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 the economy's gone in the crapper, who would you rather have to get it out? Donald Trump or or the guy who forgets his name every other time? I mean, so <laughs> one could argue that even, you know, he's not going to get too much of the blame. I mean, look, the press will do exactly what they can, and they will put the best spin on thing to make it look like he screwed up A, B, and C. But I think there would be a very good argument to be made if we are still in an economic trouble that he's not getting the blame for that because it was a worldwide thing and his background as a business person his background as somebody who understands the economy you know certainly better than his predecessor um, um, that actually might play into him it might it might help him in a weird way how does this look from a state and federal level? Let's assume, I look, if I had my way, it'd be, it'd be tomorrow, but it's not going to be tomorrow. Let's say the federal government stands up and says, hey, let's start opening back up again in a smart way, which is what I think they're going to do. No one says we should mm -hmm. just throw open the doors to everything. Let's start opening up again in a smart way. What I'm concerned about is states, especially states with Democratic governors who are uniquely invested in making sure this economy stays down. I'm worried about them saying, well, maybe that's what Trump wants to do, but I'm not risking lives. We are staying locked down. Is that the way this is going to go? You know, I, I mean, by and large, we've seen these decisions being made on a state by state basis. I don't think he has the ability to say, hey, California, you have to tell people to go back to work. I mean, I mean, he's been somewhat consistent on that. Ironically, everybody's trying to paint him as a dictator. And then when he doesn't act like a dictator, they complain. But that's a whole separate issue. Um, so I suspect that it'll be a state by state thing. Um, and I suspect uh, and, and so, you know, those people have some skin in the game, too. I mean, you can say that, yeah, maybe they in some way want to hurt the economy to hurt Trump. But if you are the governor of a state and you are seen as moving slower than others, that infection rates aren't moving up in those other states and that those people are going to work and you're still sitting in your house unemployed and the checks aren't coming through because, you know, it's not going to be easy to give away a couple trillion dollars. It's going to be problematic and it's and it's going to be unfair to many people and many people are going to get hit hard on that. So, you know, they've got some skin in the game in that sense, too. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how that works. I suspect there'll be some guidelines and recommendations from the feds, which I which, you know, they'll probably start laying out. They're starting to do that with uh, with uh, with uh, workers who've been infected, but who are in important jobs. They talked about, you know, here's a standard to come back. Those are the talks that I, I hope we start talking about, you know, right after Easter of what is the path forward? Not necessarily a, what day do we all go get to work, but how low should infection rates be? What should the next things, you know, what should be the first things that get opened up? What should be the last? Those are 
hopefully intelligent conversations that somebody's having. I am, well, I'm a little bit worried about the thought process going on in Congress right now, Ken, and I'm talking about the Republican side. I mean, I always know Democrats are going to be insane, but when I see they're trying to pass another small business bill, part of me is thinking, well, good, you should, you forced them all to close, and the other part of me is worried that they actually think that that is going to get people by. When we're talking about $250 billion, or $250 billion, $350 billion, that's a drop in the bucket. And when it's handed out in the way government hands it out, which means not very well, it's, it's worth even less. I, I, are they under the impression that this is going to work? You know, I, that's a really good question. I mean, clearly it's going to be a tough way for them to, to give out that money, to do all these things. You know, Lord knows what's going to happen to the economy once you pump a couple trillion dollars and just start printing money as fast as you can. I mean, you know, we kind of haven't done that in my lifetime at least. Um, you know, some people will be okay. I mean, I mean, look, if you go in California right now, if you went on to unemployment, you got four months where you're going to get 100 percent of your salary if you're in a low if you're in a low end job. So if you're a waiter, well, you might not get your your tips and whatnot. On I'm not sure how, how waiters exactly work, but but if you're fired because of a coronavirus, there is federal unemployment aid that's coming on top of your state. So you're going to have a few months cushion on that. Now, maybe we're maybe we, we come so slowly out of that where you're you're still in trouble. I think that some industries will certainly come in later. It's going to be a while before I feel like sitting on a plane with a bunch of breathing people. Um, but on the other hand, you know, the, the second or third time I go to my local diner, I'm going to be happy to be going back to the diner. And I think they're going to be as full, you know, it's going to be a weirdness when you go get to talk to somebody face to face without a mask in the, in the world. But once that happens, I think that some businesses will come back pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, tough to say on, on what that range will be and, and, and who, who will, who will be pulled in okay through the emergency measures they're taking and who's going to be left, left behind? Because there's certainly going to be some above. Some people are going to come out ahead of this, guaranteed. Ken, I'm a cynic by nature, and so when I hear all this oh. tough talk about China, you know, we're going to punish China, and this country's going to punish China, and the world's going to move on from China, and China's going to have to do this, and China's going to have to do that. Sounds like a lot of hot air to me because I've heard this kind of tough talk for a long time, and yet China controls, I mean, let's be honest, way too much in the world. Do you actually believe this will push serious movement against China? You know, I think it's a good, it's a good question. Um, I mean, weirdly, there's only been one politician in the last 30 years who said things against China and then came in and started kicking him in the teeth on his on his first year in, in, in office. I think that that also helps. It's like, you know, you look around at all the landscape of every single politician who's been the one bitching on Oprah for 20 years about, about China. Actually, it was Japan back then, too. Um, so I think that it'll embolden him, and, and nobody's going to be like, oh, you put a 15% tax on, you know, there's not going to be any of that, any, any more of that uh, wine, wine talk when he does something tough. I think other countries will, you know, I'm not sure. You know, most people like to talk and then they forget about things. But, you know, China's lying about this and, and covering this up. I mean, there's 100,000 people dead today who, because of this thing, who a lot of them wouldn't be if it wasn't for, if China would have just been like, hey, here's how this is expanding. Here's what the R-naught number is, not the, not the crazy BS numbers we're giving you. Countries would have done a lot of different things. And so there's a lot of anger going on. So, you know, we'll, do I think they'll they'll bite off their nose to spite their face? Do I think that they'll stop doing business in, in China? 
You know, no, but I think that they will they will do some things, you know, whether it's lesser funding for the WHO or getting China its position out of it, whether it's it's, you know, we need to stop having Chinese researchers come in and vacuum out in our in our in our universities every bit of scientific information and and business information and give it back to back to to China for free. I mean, we're their R&D department. Um, um, you know, do I think that if I was if I was running the biggest Chinese uh, telephone 5G company, do I think that uh, that that you know, you think you think Boris Johnson is still going to give him that deal now? Maybe, but that, that it might be those those things on the edge. Do I think the world will turn against China? Not really, but I but I think that there'll be some low hanging fruit in some ways that they'll try to say, you know what, you're not acting like a a civilized country should, and we're not going to treat you like that until you do. Ken McCourt, McCourt News. Thank you, sir. Good being here. We got a lot more me. Hang on. (laughs) Joining me now is the host of This Is My Show with Drew Berquist. Drew, the Pope thinks that this is a lesson about too much consumption and being harmful to the environment. And look, I'm not a Catholic, nor would I be one to speak out of turn about the Pope. I don't know the guy at all, but that seems insane. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, it, uh, not to offend anybody, but he's just a man. Um, he's just a man. <laughs> I think people put a little bit too much stock into him. <laughs> I get it. But but yeah, I mean, anytime someone brings the whole climate change thing, like it, it always starts right with you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. You shouldn't do whatever it is, consume too much, do whatever, in this case, consume too much. And then you, you, know that, you know that their next step is going to be because it, it, it's affecting the climate, which has nothing to do with any of this. It has nothing to do with, with what's going on right now. It's just a whole load of malarkey. Um, and I think it's funny that he's chiming in and, and talking about this. And I think it's even funnier that people put so much stock into what he says. Speaking of malarkey, Joe Biden and the no malarkey tour, he's still running for president. How do the people in his life allow this to continue, Drew? I've got to be honest. I Look, everybody knows what they think he has or at least suspects something. Whatever he has or doesn't have, he's clearly degenerating in front of our eyes. How does his wife, how do the people around him, how does the Democrat Party as a whole not step in and be like, bro, this this uh, is not working? Yeah, I don't know. And, and not only that, but they... they, they <laughs> They wanted him to be their guy, you know, for whatever reason, whether they have some, you know, illustrious plan to push him out at, you know, and, and, you know, bring his VP up, whatever the case. I don't know. I I actually hope they do have a plan like that because the current one is is remarkably bad. I mean, you look at even even some of the folks who are cheering him on on CNN, uh, CNN and MSNBC and you just get these. You know, like deadpan faces from from the the interviewers, the anchors who can't believe just kind of how out in left field he is. And then, you know, you see him and his wife together on videos like he gets startled really quickly, um, like forgets where he is. They startle each other. It's it's it really is. It's a sad thing. I don't know how anyone in his camp is letting him do it. I don't know how they think that he can make it through debates this whole campaign season and then the stress and the rigor of being the, the leader of the free world for four years and sleeping, you know, a couple hours a night. I, I, I just, I can't wait to see him try and pick a fight with Donald Trump and actually say, let's go out in the parking lot during one of the debates, because I know that's going to happen. He does it all the time. You, 
You know what? You know what's going to happen. He spent the last few months before this thing mercifully took him off the campaign trail, calling voters fat, poking them in the chest, patting reporters too hard on the arm, screaming at people, and now he's going to stand on stage in a one-on-one -on -one debate and debate the man who is better at making people angry than anybody I've ever seen in my life? Yeah, it's going to be remarkable. I can't wait. I, I don't care what the format is, if they have to change any of it for the you know, this crazy virus stuff, whatever the case might be, as long as we get to see football and we get to see those debates, you know, I'll be right as rain in the fall. And I have to say, before I change the subject, maybe my favorite part of that whole thing is you would think most people who were about to debate Joe Biden would realize how sensitive this is. The public can see he's not okay. I better back off a little. Should I handle this with kid gloves or not? And the best part about that is you know that won't even occur to Donald Trump. He's just going <laughs> to blast away both panels because exactly. he gives no quarter to no, anybody. I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he, he is just going to go in there with reckless abandon. He could care less what conventional <laughs> wisdom says. It's going to be it's going to be definitely something that you, you make sure even if you switch cable, this is like an infomercial here for a second. If you switch providers, make sure there's a way that you can DVR this and take it with you because it's going to be that good. Oh, gosh. All right. Iran or Iran, depending on how, how educated you are. They are upset. They're telling the world that we blocked, which we did, a $5 billion handout to them from the International Monetary Fund. I see some Americans, some, you know, I'm sure they're very tender-hearted Americans saying, how could you do this? This was coronavirus. To where I respond, they're our enemy. And if you have your enemy under siege, which we pretty much do because of the sanctions, and a disease breaks out in the city you've put under siege, you don't lift the siege, you sit back and light a cigar because you just won the siege. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I, hearing this argument from people this week, whether the media, you know, bleeding heart liberals or just kind people out in middle America who don't know any better, which, you know, look, we can't expect them to understand what's happening in, in you know, the intel world and the diplomatic world. But that's exactly how I look at this. Look, we've got our foot on their throat when when as mean as it sounds, when we've got the opportunity to knock them out, you you knock them out. You finish the, the fight and end this. It stinks for the people who there who live there. It's you know, it's just it sucked. They were born there in the first place because it's a crappy country. But but that's just we can't fix all that. What we can fix is fixing this the largest state sponsor of terror in the entire world and putting them out so they're not a relevant player in the game anymore. And, and anytime you get an opportunity presented like that, you take it and you run with it. Drew, what's something we're not thinking about on the world stage as far as how this thing is going to affect everyone? And I, I worry about it because I take a step back and I think, well, we have so much of the civilized world, maybe, maybe the deaths aren't there, and they're not, but economically, this has been devastating. We have so much of the civilized world taking a step back when it comes to, to uh, what they can spend, what they can do, military spending, intelligence. Who are you worried about stepping up out of this besides China? I know we're all worried about China. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, jokingly and not jokingly, my biggest concern at this point is making sure that football season is back on, on track. Um, <laughs> because that... That is, I, I don't know what I'll do. I won't be available for interviews. I will be in an awful spot if that happens come the fall. But, but I don't know. I think, I, think that, I think that there's so many things that can affect my bigger, I guess maybe not genre or industry or, or, or your you know, um, company or, or sector, is just the fact that how quickly we went down this road and how quickly things just broke. You know, we were, 
you know, we basically turned everything off, just flipped the switch. It, it was literally that simple. Uh, it's like the Brian Regan uh, skit where he's asking the person to just flip the switch. Like, we just flipped the switch and turned everything off, and people got so panicked. So I think what I want to see is, and maybe this is the flip side of your question, is I want to see the media and, and people around the globe step up and handle this better next time. Because I get it, and I've said it even on your show, like, I think people should abide by some of the rules now and just play nice. We're getting corporate punishment. Let's just get through it so we can get back to normal. But, but I think that how people have seen that they can take this information and just paralyze the world. This is like the DC sniper case on, like, the biggest amount of steroids ever. Everyone is, is you know, panic. Uh, panicked, struck with fear, not going out. It's crushing the economy. It's crushing everything. So I want to see more responsibility out of the government, out of the media, and how we present this thing and give a message of hope instead of, well, you're all going to die. Um, you're just going to die, and you're not going to have any toilet paper, so you're going to smell when you die. That's basically what we've heard. Drew Berkowitz, host of This Is My Show, highly recommended. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. We got more. Hang on. We all need to keep our sense of humor. There's no question things are, things are rough. Look, it sucks out there right now. There's no question about it. Keep your sense of humor. Keep things as light as humanly possible. Sometimes if I want to just have a good snicker, I'll turn on a Nancy Pelosi press conference. It gets me through the night. You, however, can enjoy this Philadelphia medical staff. They call themselves the Swab Squad. I'm glad I don't have to say that five times fast. Fast, And they do these dance routines. Just sit back and enjoy. I don't know any of the words to any of those songs. However, I did enjoy that. Let's hope our medical personnel are staying safe out there. You say a prayer for all of them tonight. Enjoy our special we're going to do tomorrow, 8 o'clock Eastern, right here on the 1st. It is something you're going to want to be here for. I'll see you then. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum. Sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, 
you get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time